Seahawks fans wherever you may be. Welcome back for another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. Join your host, Bill Alpstead, and co-host, sports writer and football analyst, Keith Myers, as we talk Seahawks football. Seahawks fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Alpstead, sitting down with Keith Myers, talking Seahawks football. Uh, we're getting ready for the Jaguars to visit Lumen Field in Seattle to take on the two and five Seattle Seahawks. Uh, Trevor Lawrence comes into town along with uh, Coach Urban Meyer. Keith, what are your initial thoughts on this? Uh, my my initial thoughts are: I want to see Trevor Lawrence play. Um, he's looked good at times this year. I mean, obviously an amazing talent, but. It's just fun to actually get a chance to um, to get a better look at these guys. Uh, are you and, are you more interested early to see Trevor Lawrence in this game than you are Geno Smith? Of course, I am. <laughs> Is there anyone actually other than like Geno Smith and his mom um, actually looking forward to watching Geno Smith play? No. Maybe the Jaguars' defensive coordinator. You know, actually, I am. <laughs> I I. I you know, I respect a player that's stuck around the NFL long enough, especially with the Seahawks. Um, and I truly am pulling for him. You know, I mean, I've had want, chances in three games to, to, to well. take the game at the end, and he's just not been able to do it. And I would just like to see him play well and have a great game, you know, because it might be his last game. Yeah, I want to see him play well. I really do. Because um, if he plays well, then the Seahawks do well. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. I want to see him play well. I just, I don't have any expectation that he's going to. Um, and it's to the point where if really this is the game, right? If they lose this game, they're done. The, the season's over. Um, and if they, if they win this game, well, they kick the can down the road to after the bye and the Green Bay game, and then they can lose and the season will be over. Um but basically, we've got to a point where we recognize the last two weeks, very winnable games. With, with Russell Wilson, they win those games like running away. Um, yeah. And with a, with a decent quarterback, I think they win those games. Uh, you're not winning with Geno. I think that's become plainly obvious. If you're going to lose, like if Wilson's not ready to come back against Green Bay, if you're going to lose that game... Lose it while evaluating one of the younger kids. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. I don't think that they're going to go in to lose this game. They're going to go in to definitely win this game. So I don't see them playing young youth guys Not across yet. the board yet. Not yet. So here's the, here's the deal, too. Russell Wilson doesn't get hurt. Likely the Seahawks go four and three, could even be five and two, possibly. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, right? Yet here we are. We're talking about Geno Smith coming in. Everything kind of comes off the rails a little bit and we're jettisoning the coaching staff you know quite a few of the of the players we're thinking about a reboot if not a complete rebuild um all that kind of stuff so at for, some point you have to take advantage of the bad season well for if, me if well this is, unfortunately if this, we don't have a first round pick and it so doesn't matter if you have of, like the, the, there's more what, than one what player advantage is there keith to creating a situation other than evaluating younger that's, players, which we 
will probably end up doing a little bit anyway. There's, Beyond that, though, there's no incentive to lose in the NFL. No, there isn't. But but you need to be able to evaluate your young players, the guys that haven't gotten on the field yet and likely aren't going to unless you insert them intentionally, um, because you need to find out where they're at. And okay, you need let's, to get let's take a look in, at the roster. Who are we, talk, you, who are we talking about? You need to give them tape of themselves to study during the offseason. That's part of them getting better. And if you don't play, they simply don't take advantage of this rookie year. Now, who are we so talking about? Are we talking about, about J- Jacob Eason, Danny Etling? Are we talking about, you know, maybe DJ Dallas is the feature back? We're talking are, about are we talking Jake Luton. We're talking about Jake Luton if they have to go another game without after oh, this one, not yeah. the Jaguars game because this is winnable. Um, but if they have to go more games without Wilson, I'm talking about uh, Luton at quarterback, um, not the other two guys that aren't NFL players. Um, uh, we're talking about Jake Curran at right tackle. Um, Kobe Parkinson. Or, yeah. Um, Shepley at center. Um we're talking about um, the rookie left tackle. Maybe they start him at right tackle and Forsyth. see if he can play over there. Yeah, Stone Forsyth. Um, uh, you know, getting him out there. Um, and like I said, you may not be at left tackle because you're not benching Brown, especially if Wilson is playing. You want to keep Wilson, you know, from getting hurt again. So you play your your um, your left tackle, but you can make a change at right tackle. I mean, it's not like either of the right tackles that the Seahawks have run out there this year have played well. Uh, and so well, I think you end up getting into this situation anyway, even if you win this game, <clears throat> because what happens, even if Russ comes back uh, after the bye, you face the Green Bay Packers away, and then you mm-hmm. face the Arizona Cardinals at home, which are right now leading the league. And <laughs> so you could, even with Russ, you could, and, and based on the way that we played before Russ went out, you could be three and seven. Yeah. Your, your so other over. than just looking at quarterbacks, you could really kind of bring a whole bunch of guys in. And on the defensive side of the ball too, you know, you give Robinson a, an opportunity to get a lot more snaps over, you know, Kerry Hyder maybe. Yeah, you, um, Robinson. Well, they get Taylor back this week from his injury. So he'll, you're going to get him back in there. You get Robinson a chance to play more. Right. You, um, what do you do with a guy like LJ Collier, Keith, who's, do you try to get rid of him? I don't want to say get rid. Do you want to trade him at at the trade deadline if and just be done with it, or do you want to wait until the off season? If somebody's and... willing to give you something for him now, I would trade him. He he, it's he's kind of shown he doesn't have a future in Seattle, in that he can't get on the field at all. I mean, he's he's a healthy on a, on a poor roster. Yeah, I mean, there's there they've they've got a lot. There's a lot of bodies at defensive end, but he's the one that's being chosen to be at the healthy scratch. Not a guy like Mayoa, not Rasheem Green, not you know, it, it's been Collier over and over again. And not only that, but they've uh, given um, all of his uh, snaps at three tech away as well. Right, Robert Kamdichi is now the starting or not starting, but he's the rotational three tech for the. the he's not Collier's not getting any snaps. Do you hold keep him around in case somebody gets hurt and then he can pick up some snaps here and there? I guess, but if someone's willing to offer you something at the trade deadline for him, 
take it. You're not giving up anything and you're getting something in return. Um, so I would. And now a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. NFL fans hungry for a big win this week. DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, has you covered. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. And if they do, you win $200 in free bets. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet just $5 on any NFL game to win their game and win $200 in free bets. If they win, you win with promo code TPPN. This week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older, New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. So, um, you know, uh, one thing we didn't mention last show is that uh, Blair's gone now. Yep. Ended up fracturing or breaking, whatever you want to call it, his kneecap, patellar kneecap, and is out for the season after surgery. So that's a tough break for the young kid because you really would want to have him in this list as well as somebody you'd like to see a lot more of and and, uh, evaluate what you've got. Well, I'd want to see more of him even if they were winning. Yeah. Like, like, you know what I mean? If this team was five and two right now, I'd still want to see more of Blair. I want to get him. The, The defense has been at its best when you've got Blair and Diggs on the the back end and you're allowing Jamal Adams to play up near the box. Um, as you have three safeties, you go the big nickel. That's been the best configuration for this defense. And well, now you don't have that. Now you've got Ugo Amadi, who's more, he's a slot corner. Um, it's a, it's a different alignment. And so now if you're going to bring him in, you're, you might be pulling Jamal Adams off the line uh, and sending him back uh more and that's not you know that's not a a thing that i think is good for this defense so how about some some of the guys that are on the practice squad i know that there's probably a couple that i'd like to see maybe a guy like cody thompson gets a chance to come up maybe Cade johnson a guy that they had an undrafted wide receiver highly thought of thought everyone was going to draft him and and ended up going undrafted um pierre olivier lestage is still sitting there um a guy like uh, Phil Haynes is on our practice squad. You know, I, he didn't come up when Lewis was was injured. That's kind of telling. Um, anyway, I mean, there's a few guys. Yeah, not I want There's not I, a lot. There is not. That's what what I mean is is like go ahead. This isn't a situation where you're just wholesale playing young guys and tanking. This is like let's let's get a few guys. Some, yeah, sure. some some spot minutes here and there so that way you can get a better evaluation of them and it in it it speeds their progression and development i've been uh, curious as to why we haven't heard anything at all about uh, dakota shepley 
um, just because you were kind of thinking highly of him as he came in. And of course he came into the regular roster because <clears throat> we picked him off. Mm-hmm. And um, so he's still sitting there, but Ethan Posick looks like he might get the start this week over Kyle Fuller. Thank goodness. Well, thank, uh, but thank goodness because Fuller has been so oh, bad. He's just but, been a turnstile. But it's not like it's not like Ethan Posick. I mean, he Ethan Posick started last year um, pretty good, mm-hmm. and but there were he was just getting you know he just lacks over. the physical strength, right? Yeah, I mean he he just he wasn't great. Um, at any point and as the season wore on he got worse um so it's not like we're they're bringing in a guy that's that's going to be this massive improvement um there it should be a, a slight improvement and it's hard to be worse than fuller's been but uh yeah i mean it's 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 not looking good <laughs> yeah i mean we'll continue to have this conversation i think it's a good conversation to have you know especially if if russ ends up having to drop two games to you know, mm-hmm. the Packers and and the Cardinals. Who knows what's going to happen, though? Team could catch fire. The defense has actually been playing better. Uh, yeah. I think they're ranked first in the NFL in the last, since week four in, in um, red zone um, mm-hmm. or third down plays against them, which is good news because they're getting off the field more, but they've played poorer offenses. Yeah. Um, well, and, so you got to take it with a grain of salt. And in, uh, this last game, they they actually did really well on third down. The problem was that uh, New Orleans wasn't against going forward on fourth and one, and they just kept quarterbacks mm-hmm. quarterback sneaking it in, you know, for a first down. And they were able to string that one long touchdown drive together by completing, um, you know, two fourth down conversions that way, and that. The defense stopped them on third down, but still didn't get off the field, which is unfortunate. So let's talk about the Jaguars for a little bit. Um, coming in to town, they've won their last game, but otherwise are just one and five against uh, losses mm-hmm. against the Texans, Broncos, Cardinals, Bengals, Titans. Those are some pretty decent teams, actually. Not the Texans. Not the Texans. They did lose that game as an opener, but they did they did win against um, the Dolphins. They look pretty good, but the Dolphins are really pretty God, bad Dolphins this year. The Dolphins are bad. Trevor Lawrence has got a 60% completion percentage, 1,400 yards, 7 TDs, 8 interceptions with a rating of 75.5. I noticed when I watched the film um, from Jacksonville overall, his wide receivers are really dropping a lot of balls. Like he's putting mm-hmm. it in the hands of a lot of wide receivers and he they're just not anyway. So he's getting a lot of pressure. So the offensive line there's kind of poor. Um the, the whole roster's fairly weak, but um so is ours. <laughs> that's, that's basically it. Um but he's 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 getting a lot of pressures, but Trevor Lawrence is an expert at moving around a little bit in the pocket and throwing on the run. And, and and throwing with balance and accurate, um, yeah. and that's kind of what I saw out of him. And it doesn't show up on his field. rating, or you know, he's he has a few interceptions and so forth, but he's willing to take a little bit of chances. Yeah, like you said, down the field, uh, he's got a couple wide receivers, and then that's about it on their offense. Marvin Jones, he's got 350 yards, three TDs. Uh, Chenault Jr., 26 receptions, 300 yards, no touchdowns. Um, on the defensive side, they're going to give up a ton of yards and points if so, wait, Seattle so, can 
can execute and finish and score touchdowns as opposed to kick field goals. And we haven't even been good at that lately. Well, I mean, the weather was and the conditions were terrible. The balls were getting it wasn't raining for three quarters. Place. No, but do you see the wind? The ball those they weren't even flying. None of the none of the kicks flew in straight lines. They were all over the place. Um, so it it's whatever. It is what it is. So, but uh, I was going to say, as far as as far as the Jaguars, you're, you're like they're going to give up a lot of yards. I'm like to this offense. <laughs> well, what's the plan, Keith? Like, what's the winning formula in this game if Seattle is going to take this thing? And they should. They should. The Seattle Seahawks are a better team than the Jacksonville Jaguars with yeah. Smith at quarterback. Yes, even with even with Geno at, at quarterback, uh, they're a better team. They have to. They have to block. They have they have to they have to block someone. That would that would that would help. Um, you can't give up five sacks a game. Uh, like they have been the last couple of weeks with Gino and expect to. And con- a lot of those aren't on Gino. No, know? he's getting, he's getting killed it's before he even gets to the top of his drop. Exactly. So no, the line's just been, it's been terrible. And so getting, getting, um, getting some blocking would help. And then, but they've got to get the ball into the hands of their playmakers, right? You know, Shane Waldron uh, this game, came out today and said that Gino needs to really get the ball out quick. He's holding the ball too long. He's hesitating and not making good enough decisions. I mean, that's basically what he said. He wasn't throwing him under the bus, but between the lines, you could see that that's kind of what was what was being said. So, what do you think about that? Well, he's not wrong, um, but part of it is. Part of it is the blocking because he, he's getting hit before he even hits the top of his drop, right? Um, but the other part of it is he's not making the read that, hey, this guy's coming. He's going to be unblocked. I've got to shorten my drop and get the ball out before he gets here. He's not Gino's not making that read either. And so it's it's both. Um, basically, no one is playing well, you know, between the offensive line and um and Gino, except for I'd say Jackson's played well. But the rest of the line. How do you think line, the offensive coordinator's doing? I think it's hard to evaluate. It I is hard when, to evaluate, but here's here's the telling when, thing for me, Keith. We haven't seen a lot of the things that Shane Waldron himself said that he was going to implement and then bring to the team, and he was excited about it. And we're talking timing, we're talking uh, quick quick throws. Uh, a pace to the offense that was kind of things in the middle, um, setting up screens properly um, that we still don't seem to be able to do as a team. I don't, I don't, honestly, I just don't get it. I really don't. Well, I think part of it is that um, there's a lot of different things here. One, what are you expecting to see with Geno Smith at quarterback? They can't, they can't, he can't, complete a pass down the field. Uh, everything is super short or incomplete. Uh, they're not able to run the ball, you know, effectively for, for stretches. And so there's just nothing working and I, you can't, I can't evaluate uh, a coordinator and what he wants to do when his best two are probably two out of his best three pieces are not even available. He's got no Chris Carson and the, the the running game's built around his skill set, and he's got no Russell Wilson. And so when Wilson was in there, they were the best offense in the NFL. Their yards per play, 
their um, points per drive were both tops in the NFL. So I would say it was working really well, even though the line was playing really poorly. Uh, the problems were on the other side of the ball. Then Wilson gets hurt, and now nothing works. Well, that shows you like how bad Geno's been. Um, because the things that were working before aren't working now. Now, part of it is, you know, Pete, both Pete and Waldron came out when before Wilson got hurt and was like, you know, he's got to he's got to take what's there because there's been times when he's had when the offense. Well, has been and they've run, increased they've increased their running uh, percentage as well on first and second down as well. So, it's, yeah, but it's I'm, put Gino in some longer. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, there were times there were times when it was Wilson when uh, the offensive design was fine. Wilson chose not to take the easy uh, completion for six yards and instead chose to hold the ball and wait and give DK a chance to get deep for a 40 yard pass because that's what Wilson does. Right. He he extends plays and he goes goes for those big plays and he's not afraid to take yeah you know you're right and i was kind of looking forward to actually Geno smith coming in and be able to execute the offense the way that it's kind of designed without taking those that extra time and and so forth and we still haven't even been able to do that we haven't been able to evaluate shane waldron mm -hmm. in a in an offense where it's neutral like we have a neutral quarterback that's not russell wilson it's just the offensive line is so bad now that it's you mm-hmm. can't there's nothing that seems to be working it's never easy it always seems like you know the other team whatever whoever we're facing seems to their first you know drive or second drive both drives seem to be just so easy they pick up first downs and so forth not lately i think we've we've generated some some punts quite frequently but um it seems like the seahawks though are just struggling. It's a slog to get first downs, consecutive drives going, anything at all that resembles any smooth operating out of the offense. And I just thought that that's what I'd be seeing this year. Well, I mean, we also thought the offensive line was going to be better. Um, We thought Jackson coming in was going to make a a big improvement because you took out the weakest link um, by far of the offensive line from last year, and you replaced it with a genuine strength. Uh, the problem is, is that Dwayne Brown's regressed a little bit with age. And we didn't upgrade center. We didn't upgrade center, and we didn't upgrade right tackle. And both um, Abuhi and Shell haven't been good. Yeah. So then that's part of the reason why when we well, started Abuhi's this discussion, not in there. he was a little bit. But um, uh, I want to see Jake Curran. I mean, or Stone Forsyth, bring in one of them. Shell's been pretty bad, so we might as well play one of the. I would, one of I the would kids. probably go with the, with Curran over there on the right side and just see what we've got at, yeah. at right tackle because we need to make that decision. We're going to have to make that decision. Shell's not under contract next year. Brown's True. not under contract. That's why, and that's part of the reason why I was saying um, Forsyth is because Curran is not a left tackle; he's a right tackle, and that's 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 the extent of where he's going to go. Forsyth can play on both sides. So if you bring in Forsyth and you evaluate him and you go, wow, this kid's pretty good, then you can go into next year with being like, all right, so we're going to pencil him in at left tackle and then bring in a vet just in case um, who's going to be our swing tackle most likely. But if we need him, he can he can fill um, in that spot. If he, he goes out there and he plays and you're like, yeah, he is just not there, then you know you have to go get a new left tackle. 
Um, you got to trade for one. You got to sign a free agent. You got to do something. I think we're there. I think we're starting to see the diminishing returns now on Dwayne Brown. Love Dwayne Brown. Great, great guy. But I just don't see he's going to be there next year. No, and the the team went out of its way to not, uh, not to not uh, tie themselves to Brown long term. And Uh, I think that was wise. Yes, and and as painful as it was to kind of go through and have him miss the preseason and all of that. We're seeing him, we're seeing the age. He's still a good player, but he's not the Pro Bowl guy that they had. He's just, he's aging. And so you are, they they do need a new left tackle a year from now. Is Stone Forsyth that guy? That's what we don't know. The team doesn't know. And at some point this year, they need it to seems find like that it, out. Keith, it seems like they do. Otherwise, yeah. you're going to assume that they didn't, they didn't figure that out on purpose and that they are uncomfortable with stone farsight and they are going to address that in the off season. That would be one of the things that you would expect on your short list of top five things you need to take care of in the off season would yeah. be left tackle. But I don't so think they, I, I wouldn't make that assumption because of the way that Pete Carroll does this. He is going to run out the guy that gives him the best well, chance they, to win. They certainly see what's week. going on in practice that that we don't get a chance to see but nonetheless game is game practice is mm-hmm. practice so okay so what is your strategy if you're the seattle seahawks in this game how in are this, you taking advantage of personnel matchups so what i'm doing in this matchup is i'm taking advantage of the fact that the the jaguars defense isn't particularly good and so I am bringing Alex Collins in, and he's going to be the centerpiece of my game plan. I'm going to run the ball um, and really make them commit to coming up to take on the run. And then I am play action and getting the ball to my two big receivers and getting them the ball quickly, not waiting for them to get 40 yards downfield because Gino's not going to complete that pass. But You know that when getting... we run play action, Keith, we ranked fourth in the NFL on play action EPA, and we only run play action uh, ranked 20th in the NFL. So yeah. what's the problem with that? I think the problem with it is that without... And it's Russell... been a couple of years in a row, too. It's not just Shane Waldron. I know. I think... Um... There's so many things that were wrong with the offensive design and, and the way it was called under Schottenheimer. I don't, I don't, I'm not going to get into that because that's just a, an entirely different thing. Um, but this year, what I've seen is there were a couple of games where the CX just went away from the run entirely, which yeah. means they also went away from play action entirely. Because if they're not going to run the ball, or they don't sustain drives, yeah, it's like I mean, starting play, over every time. Yeah, play action's not going to do much if. <laughs> if the other teams don't care if you're going to run it because you know what I mean? So if they come up, if they come up and they go, they want you to run, they're going to, they're covering the pass on just exclusively. They want you to run. Um, they're not going to be biting on anything. They're not going to be, it's not going to be creating anything. And the, I think that's what was happening earlier. Yeah. I think it's, it's really hard to evaluate with Geno Smith in there too. I, I hear you on that. But one of the other things that frustrates me as well is that Shane Waldron came in, and said, listen, uh, we're going to get away from the fact that we do only really one thing well um, in the offense, and that's try to throw the deep ball. We're going to do everything well. So if teams try to take away our run, we're going to be able to take advantage of that. 
we're going to take advantage of what teams are going to give us. And I just haven't seen that this year. Well, I mean, and is that part of it? Is that just the quarterback not making the right decisions? There's some, including of that. Russell Wilson. Yes, including because there were times when you know third and one, just get the yard, and Wilson's throwing you know the fade to Metcalf down the sidelines, you know, thirty yards. Um, that's a low percentage play. Now he's got the matchup that he wants. It's one on one over there, um, and you but have to the take wrong that time shot. To call it. But it's right. the wrong, yeah, it's the wrong time to take that shot. It's third and one. Get the first down. Um, and, and so it, it's kind of a down in distance like situation for them. And then with with Gino in there, it's like it's not. They don't do anything well because Gino doesn't do anything well. So uh, that becomes the bigger problem. So Chris Sims and Mike Florio. We're talking on their show today, and uh, Chris Sims said that the Jacksonville Jaguars have a better roster than the Seattle Seahawks. Well, I mean, it's Florio and his show. Uh, so you were talking about um, the the biggest. <laughs> so so hot I'm flaming. Take, I'm flaming right now. Yeah. The biggest oh. hot take stupidity um, uh, that's not named um, Skip Bayless uh, <laughs> out there. So I, I, I I literally don't care what they I said, know. and it's not. It's entirely not. Is true. there anybody on their it. roster that intimidates you at all? Um, they I just don't have a lot. Not on the defensive side of the ball. I, you know, Shaquille honestly, Griffin's coming back. Okay, I'm just letting you know. It's a, uh, it's, a it's a name it, out there that, that is, fans, is, some fans like, and, and is Quil, would be looking forward to. Well, actually, and the thing is, if Quill Griffin was on Seattle's roster, it would be improved, right? They would be better at cornerback. He's better than Sidney Jones. Yeah. I think I think we can all we can all kind of agree on that. Yeah, it the, was disappointing. So so the two areas that we really needed to upgrade this year, they drafted a rookie who has barely played so far, and they passed on Creed Humphrey at center. Yeah, but Creed Creed Humphrey's been bad. What? No, 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 no. He's Creed, the highest rated rookie in the NFL. Says who? Pro football says, focus? Well, because they everyone. don't. No, everyone. They, everyone's talking about Creed Humphrey Creed as Humphrey being is, like the the well, potential rookie of the year. Did you watch him play the first three weeks? He was like Jermaine Effetti bad. Yeah. Okay. Granted, I haven't watched him after since the last three weeks, but those first three weeks were ugly. I'm just ugly. Saying, you know what I'm saying, dude? He landed in our lap, and we should have took him. Yeah. Okay. Um, what else? So okay, let's just go with um, with predictions. Prediction time. <laughs> what do you got, Keith? Twenty-seven, thirteen, Seattle. I've got them at uh, twenty-three, seventeen. Um, I'd love to be able to put some points up on on this team, but I don't believe in the offense right now, and I just have to see it. If it comes, great. The reason but, why the reason why I said that many points had nothing to do with Geno Smith. You think there's going to be a, a turnover? I think there's going to be a turnover, which is going to give him a short field. And I think that uh, we saw it in this last game. We saw DK Metcalf just kill someone and um, you know dance on his corpse as he went down the sidelines for a long touchdown. We're going to see we're going to see more of that. You're going to see Alex Collins kind of break out a little bit and, and probably go for 120 because I don't see them stopping the run very well and uh you're also going to get a few plays where between lockett or metcalf one of them is going to get the ball and then make someone miss 
and get a pile of yards. And they're not going to sustain drives because Gino's not completing passes on third down um, at a rate that's good enough. But they're going to hit a couple big plays because they've got playmakers. And if you can get them, if you can get, yeah. if you can get DK Metcalf the ball on a three-yard slant, he can still take it sixty yards. If he's not getting tackled right when he gets the ball, he can still take it to the house. He's that good. And uh, at some point, you know, we're going to start seeing more of that. And this is the defense that you can do that to. It seems like Lockett hasn't been involved in the last few weeks as as well. It'd be nice to really get him going. Well, it's because none of the receivers were involved. At one point in the, um, in, you know, this is that our bad formula right now that the Seahawks have with Geno Smith? They've been in every game that Geno Smith has started and lost him all in the last that's a possession. terrible formula because he's not he he's he not isn't russell, russell wilson. wilson he's not gonna lead that drive at the end of so the Mark, game just so you know florio said the exact same thing that the formula that the seahawks have right now with waiting until the the last drive with with a close score is just horrible for this team right now and yeah i agree it's it's dumb. It's kind of been dumb all along. I mean, Wilson's been good enough to make it yeah. work most of the time. But why? Why are you intentionally taking the air out of the offense your team. and and quote unquote keeping it close? If you've had a chance to step on someone's neck in this league, you do it. And under Pete Carroll, they haven't. They haven't just gone for the jugular. And I think that's been a mistake because. You, put, you can put teams away. I agree. And they don't. I agree. You know, Pete has this longstanding formula, a couple, probably a couple different formulas that he's got where, you know, you rush a certain amount of times compared to how many, you know, your pass, run pass ratio needs to be just right. And, you know, your score equation needs to be such and such. And the winning percentage goes up, you know, to 70% win percentage if you attain those different criteria. And that's kind of his thing. And he's been there, and he's actually had a lot of success using that. He has, but but it requires a certain player of of a certain caliber to execute those things. A, you've got to have a really stellar defense. B, you've got to have a franchise quarterback. It doesn't have to be Russell Wilson necessarily, but you have to have a top, let's just say, a top ten quarterback that's able to execute those sorts of things properly in order for that to happen. And um, Geno Smith is not that guy. And we don't have the defense. The thing about the formula, that formula is like, oh, you have to run the ball so many times. That doesn't mean you have to run that ball early in the game. Yeah. Go go get yourself a lead and yeah. then run it down their throat uh, when you're running out the clock. I mean, well, go, you know, it was interesting get, that they adopted that um, against the Saints because the Saints came in ranked number five, I think, overall in rush defense. And we just said, well, we're going to run. You know, it's, it, it is one of those things where Pete just dic- wants to dictate terms and he, it's like, well, we're just going to line up. You know what we're going to do. Uh, they know what we're going to do. And we know what we're going to do. And we're just going to go do it. And if you can stop us, great. If not, we're going to win the game. We well, just don't have those rosters anymore to be able yeah, to see, do that. Yeah, worked in, that worked in, in, in 2013 because the defense could – we could just tell All-time them. All-time defense. We're playing cover three on every single down. Yeah. What What are you going to do? Because that's essentially what they did. They ran essentially the same play over and over and over again, but they were so good at it and so just so 
so their their talent level was so much greater than oh, the, I think it was just Earl Thomas, right? Earl Thomas, Cam Chancellor, uh, Richard right. Sherman. Right. I mean, so they they could go out and just uh, it didn't matter. They the other team knew they were running cover three, and they still couldn't uh, execute against it. It was that good. Um, and the offense was there was a lot of that too. There was like they're going to they're going. There's a lot of times everyone knew it. they're running it to Marshawn. You know it's coming. Everyone's keying on it, and it didn't matter because, you know, even if you got past a block, Marshawn was going to bounce off someone and get upfield anyway. And they were good enough to do that. All right. But <laughs> Alex Collins isn't Marshawn, and right. the defense is. is and then we not don't have the nothing. offensive line, et cetera. So, yeah. um, so both of us predicted that we're going to win this game. Mm-hmm. What if we're wrong? If we're wrong, the season's officially over, and it it. At at two and six, with two daunting games, with two up. daunting games ahead, and with losses to bad teams like Pittsburgh and Jacksonville in there, um, you're not making the playoffs. You're not going anywhere. It's time to start evaluating players. Go ahead and trade Dwayne Brown. He's not going to be back next year anyway. And get the kids out there. Interesting. Okay. Um, We'll so, talk about that. Let's let's get through this game. I want the yeah. win. I like I to do win. Too. I it's just, fun they, to win. It gives Russell Wilson some game. incentive to come back after the. They bye have and, to win this game. Yeah, yeah, have to. And if they, you know, it's not unheard of that a team goes on a run. And Seahawks could. I mean, they do have the talent. They just need to completely turn it around and put it all together. Defense playing a little bit better. You get Russell Wilson back. Stuff starts happening. They go eight and the two. schedule gets easier. Right. But it's got to start this week. They have to win this game. If you if they lose this game and go drop to two and six. I think so. I what's think your done. quickly? What's your message to listeners that are just really doubting what you just said? What do you mean? Like, that they're gonna? They've already given up. This it's already, already done. It's, well, I, I honestly, I think it's already done. Like I've been saying, I said this uh, in our past show on this one. I think the season's over right now because I don't think that a win against Jacksonville is anything to hang your hat on because they're bad. No, and no, and but it, so, you have to win against Jacksonville because you have they are to. That bad. Yeah, um, but you're then coming back against Green Bay and Arizona the next two games, and you have to win those games. <laughs> You do. At, le- at least one of those games, but you really need both of them. Well, if you, you came out, you you came out of this thing, um, two and six into the bye, you have to win those games. You have to run the table, basically. I yeah. think you would have to run the table and, and maybe I mean, with one, the, one loss with the extra with the extra um our wild card. You could probably get away with one loss um but you're but yeah you're still looking you know 10 and 7 that's gonna that may not make it into the playoffs especially not not when you lose the tiebreaker to new orleans and the vikings all right so let's get out of here let's go watch the game on on sunday have a good game everyone uh enjoy don't sweat it too much we still need the crowd out there so i know everyone's trying to sell their tickets or whatever but those that buy the tickets go out and make some noise Find Keith on Twitter, at MyersNFL. I'm at NWSeahawk. The show is at Hawks Playbook. SeahawksPlaybook.com is our website. Find us on your favorite podcast app and subscribe to us on those apps and YouTube as well. So until next time, go Hawks. Go Hawks. Seahawks Playbook podcast listeners, thanks for joining us for another edition of the show. You can find us on Twitter 
Bill is at NWCHawk. Keith is at Myers NFL. And the show is at Hawks Playbook. You can listen and subscribe to the show at SeahawksPlaybook.com.